Hi, everyone. This is your host, Erin Reese, on the podcast Stand By Me. Um, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the DC animated universe, specifically Batman the Animated Series, Justice League, and Justice League Unlimited. Um, and today's co-host, I'm joined by my very, very special love, uh, my internet and real life bae, Princess Weeks. Hi, Erin. Hi, Princess. Thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. I love you so, so much, as oh. you know, we'll get into, but yes. I'm so happy to be here because I love to stand. Uh, I'm just like sending like the, the flush heart emojis on Instagram Live, just like all of that. <laughs> So, yes, um, Princess is, yeah, Princess is iconic. Get to know her. Um, Princess, well, how about you tell everyone what you do, who you are, how we met, and your zodiac sign? All right, I am a disciple of the goddess Hera, first and foremost, as yes. y'all should know. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Greek gang. Put that on that first. I am the uh, I'm an assistant editor at the Mary Sue which is a feminist pop culture website I run Mm -hmm. my own YouTube channel under the name Melina Pendulum I also co-host and co-write a literary series called It's Lit on for on stories which is part of PBS's digital media and I am also a fantasy writer Uh, so I wear a lot of hats all of them are cute (laughs) And my zodiac sign is, so I'm an Aries sun. I am Mm -hmm. a Taurus moon and I am a Cancer rising, which is why I am so emotionally wrecked every (laughs) day. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, Yes, obviously Princess does it all. Um, I had the luxury of meeting Princess at a Comic-Con. I think it was like, my first or second New York Comic Con. Um, and mm-hmm. it was great. It was just us talking about the fucking white supremacy and how trash it is and how and it, it still is. <laughs> Girl, 2020. nevertheless, it persisted. <laughs> right, truly. Like our, our work then did not clearly <laughs> right. didn't end. Um, but yeah, we literally met on the Comic Con floor. Um, and the rest is history. We've known each other for like six or seven years now. So, Christ. Been a, right? It it's been a minute. <laughs> it, it doesn't feel like it at all. Um, and yet we've been through so many like career changes and like personal changes, like the dynamics, the evolution, especially because we met through Sade. Exactly. She, she, she's our uniting factor. And she it's like, is. Uh, it hits differently when you have that Black queer friendship, man. It hits so differently it does i mean i think that's an excellent point because um i mean black queer friendships especially in a space that is so white and cis male dominated um i.e fucking fandom Mm -hmm. especially the fandoms of marvel and dc which Mm. we (laughs) Mm. we are going to get into i have no idea you're talking about aaron i mean black women run dc don't you know i mean tell me Allegedly. Allegedly. Obviously. We got a new black um bat batwoman now. Exactly. So that so so racism is over, guys. So we, you you've been forgiven for all the 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 hateration that you've given to a black female protagonist about <laughs> these last <laughs> 10 years. It's fine now because we past, got back. 
we're cashing in on our comics reparations. Um, <laughs> so at this point, everyone in a Justice League lineup is black and we're just going to go with that. Right? We did it. We won. We won. And, end of story. Um, <laughs> so I feel like, okay, I'm not going to separate Batman, Justice League, and Justice League Unlimited. Um, but we're kind of just going to talk about all three of those simultaneously. Um, so let's start our first um, portion, which is the origin story. Like, what does what this little childlike princess? Oh my god, I'm just imagining the visual, and I'm gushing. Oh uh, um, it right? depends on which period, because like there was cute baby princess, and then there was awkward baby princess, and then now my final form is fire. But you know, yes, uh, I'm sure all these like that. Fire, <laughs> but girl, I mean, trust me, same boat. I was sitting there with the cute bifocals and braces, um, and now I'm, your teeth is fresh as death. So. Okay, oh. Hard come work through dentistry, <laughs> come through, ret- come through yes. retainer. Okay, oh my god, this is gonna make me spit on this mic. <laughs> um, but yes, I mean, I, I get such a cute visual of you tuning in to our DC faves. I mean, what was what was your first experience like with Batman the animated series, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited? Like, how are you wowed by the experience? Tell me everything. I will. First of all, let's put some respect on Superman the Animated Series' name. Yes. You know, you know oh I be, my goodness. You know I stuck for Krypton. I so. know you do. I literally, <laughs> oh my God, I literally wrote down in my notes and I was like, in bold, I'm going to take a picture of this for you. I was like, do not forget <laughs> Superman. It's okay because Superman is the underdog. We get into it, but let's start this where everyone true. wants us to start. And that's what Batman the Animated Series. So um, I remember getting into it as a kid mainly through that sweet moment where it was um because their version of Catwoman was very much inspired by Batman Returns aka my favorite Batman yes. movie, because you have, like blonde Selena Kyle oh, she has yes. that like she has like that really great red lip in the cartoon she does just, she has a great look and the voice actress is phenomenal she was um no it's a different voice actress but she was in um Scooby-Doo on Zombie really? Island he voices the blonde cat demon lady. And what? I like, cat woman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. It was a flex. Um, so I remember watching it as a kid. I loved Poison Ivy. And I remember just being very drawn to it because at that wee age, I was, you know, Team Batman because you had to be. And mm-hmm. I remember just being drawn to how, like, emotional the storylines were and just like how many cool women there are because if there are bad bitches on a show I'm I'm going to participate in it and I I owned Batman Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero yes was a great movie I had Mm -hmm. it so many times and the stakes were high because it was like Mr. Freeze Dr. Freeze excuse me he he went to school Dr. Mm -hmm. Freeze's wife (laughs) (laughs) some respect on his degrees listen all right sally bay he had to come for everybody so (laughs) dr free (laughs) oh my god i can't (laughs) dr freeze's wife has like you know some probably fictional condition where she's like under ice and Mm -hmm. they find out that they need a heart transplant or something like like some really rare transplant in order to rescue her and lo and behold the person who is the perfect donor is barbara gordon herself and so so you had to you know he kidnaps barbara gordon of course robin has to go get his girl 
Batman mm-hmm. has to go get his goes get his his son's girl. And I just remember feeling very emotionally conflicted because Batman the animated series really reinvented Mr. Freeze. They made him more of like a tragic romantic figure mm-hmm. with relationship mm-hmm. with Nora and all those kind of things. And I think that kind of storytelling is what separated Batman the animated series from like a lot of older versions of like how you would do cartoons having more emotionally grounded um villains in the rogues gallery even when they were so you know larger than life everyone has like a really great story and one of the things i love about that show is that um paul dini and bruce tim who were like the creative minds behind this Mm -hmm. really bruce tim a fucking icon bruce tim an icon i love his designs as well like all the angles and everything it's so good the Um, the cat eyes for me Oh, yes, I love that oval eye. It's- yes, the oval eye in every lady character that Bruce Tim has ever touched has a wingtip Fenty eyeliner mm-hmm. that is precision. precision. He knew how to contour. He, he, he would have yes. been a fantastic makeup artist if, he had, if that was his path. Oh, my God. I see the vision. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Sorry, continue. No, 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 no. I was like... Uh, but like every character had like, they, they would have like a Bible for each character and their backstory. And even if that backstory wasn't its own episode, it was the lens through which they, each character was written and informed by. And right. I think that's such an interesting way of dealing with it because you already give these characters rich history and you're not privy to it. But mm-hmm. you think about what makes someone like Poison Ivy be like this seductress botanist who like, clearly doesn't have any care for men. And you're like, oh, this is a woman who has dealt with sexual trauma. Like, Yeah, absolutely. Obviously. And you don't need to see it, but you can just tell by the way she operates and what she feels and how she's, you know, how she's written. And this is someone who, like, enjoys the company of other women, can't stand mm-hmm. men, and has probably been traumatized by men. And you don't need... And you don't need to have, like, a traumatic backstory on, on like, screen to feel that in the writing. And I think that's what makes Batman, the animated series, like, timeless. That is such an, uh, I'm going to insert an applause <laughs> sound clip here. Because, <laughs> I mean, truly, you've hit the nail um, on the head in every sense of way. I mean, I think we were lucky enough in our generation that we got a lot of iconic, um, lady heroes and villains like during the cartoons of the 90s. Um, Obviously the X-Men is, that's like three episodes and I've been trying to hold my breath on the (laughs) X-Men. You're like, I'm gonna keep it together. I'm gonna gonna keep it together. Um, But you obviously have the X-Men and even thinking about Spider-Man with Mary Jane and Felicia Hardy, um, the black cat. Um, You had a lot of these Exactly, like all of these iconic women um, who kind of owned their sexuality in a way that wasn't insanely creepy, mm-hmm. um, i.e. the... Wait, did you ever watch the She-Hulk animated series? I did not, actually. Oh, my God. It's awful. Oh, no. I'm not it's surprised, real, though. It's really bad. She is so... Because I forget what comic book writer, because comic book writers are trash. Um <laughs> <laughs> As I'm writing my own comic, I, I can freely say a comic book. <laughs> you like I know personally. I know personally. <laughs> um, but I forget which comic writer it's um mentioned that She-Hulk was meant to be sort of a sexual like a sexualization of the male Hulk. 
So she was supposed to be drenched in innuendo in every way that the Hulk was, you know, hyper-masculine. Um, and the cartoon from the 90s lives it up. It's oh, kind of gross. Um, but we did get some gems. And I feel like you... Also, one of the most interesting things you touched on was also the villainy of it all. You know I'm team villain all day. Um, mm-hmm. But you're right. We got a lot of really incredibly emotionally grounded um, villains from the Batman the Animated Series, especially our lady love, Harley, who was born Harley. on screen. This is the only version of Harley Quinn that I like besides Birds of Prey, which was like a really interesting because I have to rewatch the show the the new animated show because you know I didn't like mm-hmm. the first season but I'm gonna rewatch the second one because I've heard it's more of like what I wanted yes but I, I believe you and my brother <laughs> my, <laughs> side note my brother texts me he's like I need to watch this show give me the link and I was like all right give me the <laughs> so he's currently watching he's like he's, cur- he's currently logged in but I think I love Harley Quinn in this show so much because she's fun like yeah. she's She's fully clothed and yet very sexy in her own way. Mm -hmm. But like, she's fun. She's a childlike character. And I love how well the show balances out the fact that she's like a villain and does villainous things, but is also like a victim of domestic violence Mm -hmm. and like someone who is very, very attention and love starved. And I'm like, that's interesting storytelling take notes (laughs) (laughs) please i mean i mean it doesn't strike me as a surprise that the original the original um creation of harley is the one that sort of sticks the most and i agree like birds of prey harley um was really really immaculately done but it took having to get through suicide squad to get that (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and i mean it's like and i and Bless Kathy and bless Margot Robbie for like yes. getting that character because like that's the thing too is like that project was clearly a labor of love for like a particular kind of audience hence why some people just did not get it mm-hmm. um but I felt like watching that movie and Shazam were like and Aquaman to a degree I was like these are DC properties finally yeah. like finally mm-hmm. I'm seeing the scope finally I'm seeing like the bombacity of yeah. like what I expect from like a DC product because I think the the pitchfall is that while Batman is very grounded and I would say that there are very grounded like tactile episodes in every series mm-hmm. I think people take the at the dark aesthetics of the show and ignore so many other things it's like there yes. was actually character yes. writing as well yeah okay yes <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like I, one of the things I always say is like my party trick is to upset any cis straight man in my presence by telling him the Nolan Batman series was trash. Um, (laughs) It is, yes, they are literally devastated and don't understand how you could come to make such a thing. And I'm like, I think we all forget. And most Batman fans are that you see online and stuff have never read the Batman comics, which I find really, mm-hmm. really fascinating there. Um, they're sort of, you know, similar to us in the sense that they grew up with the animated series and they um, grew up with the movies, but the Batman comics are, yes, they are very serious in subject matter, especially if you're reading some shit like the long Halloween or um, the dark Knight returns, 
but also I feel like the reason I always say that Batman Returns the movie is the most prolific Batman movie for me. It's because Tim and because Burton. You're correct. Yes, <laughs> because you're correct. No, we is there. There literally is no other choice. But I feel like Tim Burton really understood that. Like Gotham was, you know, when the girls say that you're like another level of crazy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Gotham is an embodiment of that. And some things weren't meant to be taken so literal. Um, mm-hmm. Like, the fascination that pop culture has with the Joker is disturbing to me on so many levels. Um, and the need for us to consistently see him as a much more violent, um, like, as a much more violent character than his predecessor is concerning. Because for me, like, Mark Hamill's animated Joker will be kind of the only one I see. Yeah, he's the GOAT. He, sure. he really is. Um, but I mean, And I like, and I like, uh, sorry to cut you off. No, it's okay. Um, no, I think in, I don't know, in general, he's just, a lot of what he's taking, is like, a lot of what he's giving you on screen is meant to be a caricature of that archetype. And I I think a lot of fanboys tend to sort of take that at face value mm-hmm. um, and just digest it in a way that's, you know, just very cis heteronormative. It's it's like, I mean, I feel like you and I have talked about this all the time, these characters that straight men tend to like fawn and swoon over uh, that are supp- are meant to be really tragic. They're not meant to be idolized by any means. It's like right. Wolverine, the Punisher. Punisher, uh, The Punisher is always such a good one um, for me because I'm like, he, like, can you not see that the actions in which he's taking to sort of reclaim vengeance and all that good shit is also what got him there in the first place. And he's kind of, he's stuck in this mm-hmm. vicious ass cycle. Um, yeah. But here we are not able to, you know, reconcile with that because guns. Right. And I think what you're touching on is this big issue with people who like only like the deconstructionist quote unquote literary comics because mm-hmm. like I love Alan Moore that's that's Goblin Daddy but yes. like that's not it like I always say that, like one of the difficult things is like people who love Batman but only love him based on like the Nolan movies and like the Frank Miller comics and it's mm. like that's not all of Batman's history like there is a place for all of that and like even with myself I always say like my biggest issue with like the Nolan verse is that like he didn't respect comic books. So why are you making a comic book movie? Right. Like if you don't understand the things that make like the fact that he doesn't understand why Batman needs Robins to me is like, you know, then why are you doing this? Like having a mm-hmm. bat family is so integral to who Batman is as a character. Yeah. That when you take that away, like Lego Batman was oh. like after Batman Returns is the best Batman movie to me because it understood so perfectly who Batman is. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so this Lego movie with <laughs> that Galifianakis Joker gets the dynamic of the Joker, gets the dynamic of, of Batman with his family better than like three Nolan movies, which are basically just really long crime thrillers with Girl. some costumings. I'm some like, costumings. Yeah. <laughs> Light costuming. <laughs> I the the co- uh, the costume, the cinematography, like it's it's all, girl, it's it's giving me a migraine thinking about it. But 
I mean, but again, yes, and like you were already going to the place that I was headed to, which was the Bat Family. And that was one of the original things that attracted me to the Batman the Animated Series. Um, was the the idea of the Robins and the legacy of the Robins. Um, and then enter Batgirl. Um, and then enter um, Batwoman, you know, all of these other sort of fixtures that he's kind of built up emotionally and literally um, around himself. Because I feel like we tend to forget that Batman has been without family for so long. It's like, it's fascinating that we all know Batman's origin stories to like, to the detail, to, to the literal clutching of pearls. To the removal of each bead. Like, I okay. can see that shit. I can close my eyes. And, I've been traumatized by it more than him. Okay, shit. Listen, <laughs> listen. I've been through it too. Bruce, like, why are you crying? I've seen the shit too. Okay. Girl, okay. Like, we had all experienced Many angles. Trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, like, we've all experienced <laughs> Batman's trauma multiple, multiple times. And yet, for some reason, like the idea of his need for a family and his need for emotional support just goes right over most men. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, be- it's because it's because for a lot of... It's kind of like how BoJack Horseman... I don't know if you've seen BoJack Horseman. I've only seen the first season, but I was very intrigued to like finish it because of some things you had mentioned before. So it, it gets better. But they bring up in like a later season the idea of like good trauma. And I think that's what a lot of Batman fans want mm. Batman to have, is they want him to have like this productive trauma of like he had this trauma but look how he became this badass and da, 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 da. but batman is so emotionally traumatized and and juvenile in a lot of his things that it actually one of the things i enjoy about the animated series and how far it goes on is it shows how he ruins his kids it shows mm-hmm. how he's like not a good parental figure because he doesn't have any foundation for that like the best yeah. time he is a dad is in batman beyond with terry yeah um because he's so fucking old that like he just <laughs> <laughs> yes Jerry. So, he just, so so he just has to be a grandpa because he's got no choice that he can't do shit so he has to give good advice and shit from time to time but mm-hmm. when it came to like dick grayson screwed him over oh. when it came to tim drake screwed him over Come, came to barbara gordon herself he touched that poacher i was like get your hands oh. barbara gordon that All is yo that was disgusting. <laughs> truly, truly the perversion. Because um, obviously that was a scene they added into the new Killing Joke, um, mm. the animated movie. And I was like, this was so unnecessary. That's dark-sided. Like, I look... <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, how many women does Batman have? He needs to have fucking dicks, sloppy seconds, too. Like Girl, I can't. Okay. I was like, go call Talia. Go, go to take care of your, your baby moms before you do this shit. Another Girl, thing. you know he listen. could barely take the um Al Ghul regime. <laughs> listen, listen. But you know who don't do that shit? My boy Cal L. Cal L. Know where his bread is being buttered. Okay, it's mm. at Lois Lane's apartment. Okay. In between an article because she got shit to do. She got a full time job. <laughs> well, see, well there you have it. So you've made the perfect segue into the Justice League. Let's talk about it, girl. Mm. Yeah. Superman is Bay. Superman is Bay. Well, the interesting thing about like the Superman animated series is that it is like the it's the bridge between 
Batman and then Justice League. Yes. Because mm-hmm. the f- the Superman animated series, I, I know it's not as well watched, but I would highly recommend it because in that show, it shows all the layers of Superman as like a tragic hero. Like you, like the destru- destruction of Krypton in the animated series makes me cry every time. It is really? so, it is so profoundly done because they spend a lot of time, like the first, I think three episodes, I think it's like four episodes long. Mm-hmm. And they're all about like his parents. And so Mm. you have a very clear idea of the love that he lost by not having them in his lives. Like he still loves his parents, like his his, his, his mom and pop kid, we stand, but that he would have had a loving family life on Krypton. And then the whole show just shows how like, you know, Lois Lane's a bad bitch. She, she loves getting into trouble, but she knows she's going to get saved. So she's like, why not? I know I'm good. Um, And it shows how Superman is smart how he's kind, how he, how he's really loving. And I think that's so important to see. But in terms of scope, the finale of Superman the Animated Series is Superman gets mind-controlled by Darkseid mm. and uses Superman as a way of controlling the Earth. And Lois has to, like, unbrainwash him. But that finale is used as the reason why a they want to get other heroes Uh, but b mm -hmm. why people don't trust superman and justice league unlimited and why cadmus ends up becoming a thing really Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, Uh, heroic tea spillage by princess ladies Um, no, I think, I mean, I obviously, I feel like I definitely watched Superman as a kid. Um, but I mean, I feel like you and I have always sort of talked about like refostering our relationships with these properties as adults. So I feel like I'm definitely overdue to watch it. But I do remember, um, thinking, I remember one of the episodes that stood out the most to me is him fighting Darkseid. And he kind of goes on this monologue where he's talking about how he's so exhausted by the amount of restraint he Mm -hmm. has to use, um, you know, when fighting villains. And he's like, you know... That's unlimited. Yeah, that's a great scene. Mm, So that's unlimited. But yet that scene just sort of made me respect Superman so much more as a teenager um, or early adult rather. Um, Because when you, when you especially think about characters like him and Wonder Woman who have the ability to sort of break this earth in half (laughs) Uh um, and can consistently, and I mean, I think that's what, that's, those are the elements that make them brave in contrast to Batman. Um, because for the longest time, like, Batman Batman struggles with restraint. <laughs> like, his line is just, like, bear killing bitches. But you know what? You know, if, if you still in for the Joker, I'll break you back. <laughs> Listen, he may not kill you, but he will ruin your credit score. Okay. okay? You, about, you about to be yeah. 440. Like, you ain't going to have no job. <laughs> Girl, you're not going to get no Wayne credits. <laughs> no Wayne um, mileage points. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> like, 
your insurance premium's about to go through the roof. Okay. Listen, I would not be doing no crime in Gotham City because I was like, listen, I cannot afford to be put into medical Girl, care in this city. Okay. Well, absolutely not. And didn't get drifted to Arkham, no, ma'am. No. Um, okay. At least Superman will catch a bitch because I don't. Get exactly. <laughs> Wait, I'm I'm sure you've seen this like Twitter thread, and it was like. It was basically like all the reasons to debug Batman as a central superhero. <laughs> and one and one of them was Batman been getting the run of his life by a nigga with Fenty red Fenty red lipstick and a crowbar for 20 years. And I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> Not the stunner red lip. <laughs> okay, the stunner red lip, the killer white hot highlighter. Oh my god, killer white. <laughs> Listen, Joker knows how to blend, though, because you don't see not no lot of deviations, no <laughs> lot of demarcations, okay? <laughs> Whatever he's using the powder and set his face, clearly. Girl, Brianna, you need to get it together. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, Joker as a Fenty ambassador, I'm here for it. He would, though. He loves his purples. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know he would do that shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is so funny. And I think you bring up a really important thing is that the thing about Superman and Wonder Woman as characters, and this kind of happens in Unlimited and Justice League, is that they're characters that are often being humbled because it's assumed mm-hmm. that they are so powerful that they're God. So therefore, you have to humble them for the audience to relate to them. Whereas mm-hmm. Batman has like this natural underdog appeal, even though he's the most OP one in the room. I mean, he's yes. dodging on mega beams, and I'm like, but you're not supposed to do that, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm like, bruh, <laughs> what are we doing? Okay. I was I, like, I literally, so Joshua asked me the other night, he's like, so what are these Omega Beans things? And I'm like, <laughs> when I tell you it is the pettiest superpower to me in the cosmos. Listen, you know, you know that like dark side is my, is my one. It's like him and like Luther are like, they can turn me out because I'm just like, oh. I would be a fury. Okay. Because every, in, in Injustice too. He'd be flexing on you. I'd be like, you have yes. to do that, sir. Yeah, I have to do that because you know I'm already te- I'm already Team Fury. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm already ready to be in Granny. About to be out here. Do what we got to do. I love Dark yeah. Side. Dark Side are so petty. <laughs> they really are. It's just like, listen, girl, I will find you. You can do all these flips and hurdles, back tumbles. Listen, you had to do some death drops to Dawson shit. Okay, bow. <laughs> oh my god, I need a ballroom beat to some oh my, oh my god. You know who you know who Darkseid is? He's Electra. Yes. <laughs> Electra Wintour. Yes. I Darkseid Wintour. I see it. I can see it. That whole opening monologue that she gives MJ Rodriguez in the first season of Pose, mm-hmm. where she's like, I will give you nothing. <laughs> but what a mother gives to her bird was a push out the nest. Like, I, ooh, I see it. Mm-hmm. I'm here for and, this. And like, Superman is obviously from the house of Evangelista. Um, yes. Oh my God, King! How Evangelista? Give, give me the queer ballroom just <laughs> that I've always needed. Mm-hmm. I don't Wonder Woman is definitely in the House of Curiosity. I feel okay. like she would definitely. All right, be there. I was just about to say, mm, <laughs> Diane. Yes, she needs to be. 
Oh my god. I'm, ugh. See now. Okay. My brain Bruce is, is all scrambled. Bruce is them. Bruce is them judges on the fucking panel. He's just like he's like. <laughs> <laughs> He's like nine. <laughs> not not impressed. Um, I I have Pray to tell. let you know. I feel like you would be so proud. So I've been walking Joshua through the. I've been wa- walking him through the animated movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've watched Justice League Dark before, but that nigga fell asleep. So, <laughs> so we watched it again. <laughs> And the part that literally cracks his shit up is like those wraiths are standing in front of Batman. Of course, Batman can't see shit. And he's just like, boo. <laughs> and they jump. Fucking God tier. Oh. Uh, Batman is such a stun queen. Like, I don't really even. Is. Oh my God. I'm um, telling you, uh, Batman is a butch, is a butchy bottom. Um, <laughs> I see it. Okay. Like Listen. look look at look at the cape action, the cape work. Look at how he let everyone into his cave though. Because oh. I was like, Listen. <laughs> he gonna let a bitch into his secret lair. I like you gonna ask her out for dinner first. All of a sudden, Jezebel Jet in his fucking house. I'm like, girl. <laughs> Never understood. Secret that. identity. I was like, he let Jezebel Jet in there. Girl. Too quick. I was All like, Listen. There. I was Selena is like, you could be the world's greatest detective and do shit like this. Selena is like, what the Girl, okay. Um, you got to call okay. Talia. Like you gotta listen what he did. To this shit. He let oh this go. <laughs> I know you blocked, but I had to tell you. <laughs> okay, I'm unblocking you just for this reason. <laughs> don't touch me back. I just wanted okay. you to know. All right, I love Facebook out in the open because I don't use that shit. But uh, <laughs> I just I feel like Batman has such a great like fake finsta. Mm. Mm. Yes. I, I could see the material I could just see him dragging the girls all day long right he's like mm, they don't know I have a secret box with all of their weaknesses right now they just talking mm-hmm. shit about how I can't fly how my children don't love me how, you know, <laughs> how I'm rich but I ain't come up with affordable health care for Gotham okay bitch but you want an island okay <laughs> <laughs> with no electricity no, no electricity, electricity or nothing we got no internet <laughs> I see, but I don't, I don't want to tell her that her man is dead and mines are thriving, but... Okay. <laughs> you know. Okay. See who? She just can't okay. accept the truth, you 200-year-old okay. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she only fuck but accomplish nothing. <laughs> okay. Bitches don't get far in their aviator careers. Exactly. I don't know why she acted like she only here because Cal said we needed diversity. I said we have Martian Manhunter, but she, she said... <laughs> <laughs> Girl, we got Shazam. Shit. Like, like, girl, I said we let Black Canary in. You know I fucks with a flying bitch, okay? Oh, like, my God. Okay. I'm like, girl, fuck a format. Like, this, <laughs> this, this level of gaggery is, is top tier. It's Olympian level shit. Okay, so then let's let's get into our favorites then, since we sort of, I feel like you've painted a great picture as far as like Superman being the connector from Justice League and Superman and Batman. So now we have, and the reason I really wanted to push for Justice League Unlimited, which I know it's like, it's the oldest, I mean, or sorry, the youngest mm-hmm. um, of all the series, um, but it's just the roster is just another fucking level. Like... This is heroic excellence. Like, this is why 
when people didn't know who the Birds of Prey was, I was like, so y'all ain't watching this League Unlimited. Yes. Y'all, ain't, y'all, y'all, y'all not don't know about the episode with the street fights when all the girls had to go fight Wonder Woman because they had to go butt my Listen, Bitch. <laughs> listen, even, even as myself, who's not a Wonder that episode, all right, so I think this episode is called Cage Fight or Girl Fight or something. Uh-huh. You knew I was going to bring this up. Listen, oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a God-tier episode because it's got my girl Black Canary in it. You know, that's my Okay, name. peace. So set the scene for them. So what y'all need to know for, for your history books is that Huntress and Black <laughs> Canary got, they got friendly beef. They got that Betty and Veronica love where like clearly they friends, but they don't want to be friends on the open because they don't want people in their business. Mm-hmm. So Huntress is noticing that Black Canary's looking real tired and he, she's like, what the fuck? I tried to beat this bitch's ass, but she ain't fighting good and I'm really upset about it. So she <laughs> finds out that Black Canary is doing these cage fights and really slaying, so good for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and here I heard you're some kind of brilliant fighter. Ugh. You heard right. And Huntress is like, what the fuck? And then she realizes that Black Canary is under the control of this woman i believe her name is roulette i think you might be right yeah because i know who she's played by in the show but she got like a really high slit and like a dragon tattoo shit yes yes it's a look it's good for her good for us Mm -hmm. and so she ends up they end up in this fight and like she what basically happened in another episode with black canary and Green Arrow, they they break up her cage fight, so she's mad about it. So she's like, we're going to have women fighting each other. And so in the net, she has Black Canary, Hot Girl, Vixen, and Huntress, right? <sighs> and so they all get free, and they're like, no show for you. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Amunet's like, oh, really? And then one woman comes out from behind, Bitch. from underneath the stage, and everyone is like, oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 It's the best moment because even if literally like, the we, fear of God on their faces on you, every single one of them, like Vixen was every, like this. every butthole was like bitch no <laughs> not this one okay and like not her and like even like for me because you know one of them is not like my fave but even me I was like listen bitch I'm sorry Barda's not here to save you so you gonna have to figure mm-hmm. some shit out and they get their ass beat, beat. <laughs> like beat. down. I I vividly remember Vixen like uses the powerful like the power of an elephant to charge her, and Wonder Woman just flips her by like the arm into the audience seats, and she's just like, it was nothing. <laughs> and she's just like, I don't even know why you did that. Like, yeah, she was I'm like, embarrassed you know, for you. <laughs> she's like, this was a nice try. Um, we're gonna try again tomorrow and the day after that, and maybe right? two weeks after. But you know, you'll never get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's you can, called. You can try it's called. Seers. It's called Grudge Match. So I got, and it, and her name is Roulette. Okay, I got ah. it. Ah, I did that shit. But yeah, it's so good because even the only reason they are able to even stop her is because they end up breaking the technology. Yes. Because if it wasn't for that, she would have just continued to bust her ass. Because she, she literally, she literally beat their asses out the arena. Like, out the arena and into out the, the arena. So, and for the girls that don't know what Cardi B meant when she told Tommy Lauren that she will dog walk her. This is it. (laughs) Tommy didn't take the message lightly, tweeting in response, quote, looks like at I am Cardi B is the latest genius political mind to endorse the Democrats. Ha. Cardi, of course, fired back tweeting, leave me alone or I will dog walk you. I don't even know what that means. (laughs) This is exactly it. (laughs) Yeah, this is exactly right. Because I tell you what, like, 
Wonder Woman, you may not like her, but when she is on, she will beat your ass. And Wonder Woman is hella petty in this series, too. She she is. She has no space for anybody. I watched so many scenes, like, within the last two days of somebody stopping her from killing a motherfucker. Like... Like, literally, she's like, be aggressive, be, be, like, all the time. Like, like she has no time. Because, <laughs> like, there's a whole part where, like, um, where, like, you find out that technically Hot Girl was a traitor, where, like, she, mm-hmm. where she was trying to do this thing. And Wonder Woman, for, like, a whole season is like, I don't fuck with you. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> she really wanted that bitch to die. And I was like, oh, my God, she gonna beat this woman's ass. And Girl, she almost- okay. She would have stabbed her if she hadn't got stopped in these streets. I just, I think it was one episode where she's she's about to kick, kill someone and she's like, I just want to crush his head in. Mm-hmm. And Marsha Manhunt is like, we don't do that around here. She was like, who said that? She's like, Cal. And she's like, oh. <laughs> she only calling him by his government name. She's like, can you tell this? Cal. Okay. I, I feel like Justice League Unlimited, unfortunately, did give us one of my most cringeworthiest couplings, which is Batman and uh, Wonder Woman. We don't, we do, it, gross, disgusting. It's, do not approve, do not like it, does not slay. He has, perhaps apply again next year. I just don't see it, especially now that we've confirmed that Batman is a butch bottom. I just, yeah. I don't, I don't want it. But there's one golden episode that came from that relationship. And it's Ooh, episode- I know which one you're talking yes! about. Yes! <laughs> when it all turned into kids. Yes. Oh my God. That one is so good. It is <laughs> hilarious. But the levels of shade, because I felt like in this episode, they were like, oh, children are just inherently shady. So we're just going to turn this up to the max. <laughs> like when Wonder Woman is taller than all of the boys. I'm like, bitch, you already as tall as the niggas anyway. Okay. Like, <laughs> but she's like, but I just want you to know that I carried you. And I'm just like, ah. I mean, that, and I feel like this, that episode allowed them to do several things. But one, which is just kind of like drilled them down to their like core, <laughs> their core personality traits without any of the BS surrounding it. And just right. seeing Batman as a pouty ass, like 12 year old. I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. <laughs> it's not a race. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, okay, sweetie. Because sure if it's a normal time, you would be already telling everybody to hurry the fuck up. <laughs> Girl. Well, there's a scene where Wonder Woman is like, where they're about to split up to attack um, whatever this child's name is. And oh, I know who you're talking about. Mordred? Yes, mm-hmm. Mordred. Um, so they're about to attack her. And they're like, oh, we should split up. And Batman is like, okay, I'm going this way. And Wonder Woman was like, I could go with you. And she's like, or I can go with, you know, I can go with Clark, see what's up over there. And Batman's like, I don't care. And she finally goes with Batman. And Superman is so confused and so lost. And he's like, what was that about? And John Stewart Green Lantern, which is Black excellence in of itself, Right. Turned to him and was like, I don't understand how you have 30 types of vision and you can't see shit. Right? <laughs> yo. I was like, oh! He was like, he was like, yo, what are we really doing here? You don't know? Right? I'm like, okay. girl, what? This is why, this is why, like, don't you got a girlfriend? Like, like I, my I, girlfriend I and you, I broke I up. But like... I thought you knew. Bitch, I thought you could hear bitches' heart rates raise. Like, what the fuck? Clearly not. <laughs> 
I, my God, that episode just brought me back. Cause that was so funny. Uh, they have so many fun episodes too. They like, do. Being able to play with that stuff is so important too. No, I think you're right there. I feel like that's what I remember fondly about Justice League Unlimited was that they they just had a lot of fun, like, balls-to-the-wall shit. Like, the episode when Hot Girl and Jon Stewart spend Christmas together. And it's oh, just yeah, them. With uh, Superman, and, and he got the lead in his fucking wrapping paper so he don't see through. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's two. I feel like, I don't know if it's a... Um, if it's a part of the same arc or if it's a different season, but the episode I'm thinking, I know which episode you're talking about and yes, God's here, but this episode, um, Green Lantern's like, well, you shouldn't spend, you know, the holidays alone. And she's like, I mean, I'm Gucci, but you can come with me and see what the fuck I do. And it's just her starting bar fights on this random planet. Right, yes. yes. Oh my god, yes. It's, it's just literally them, like her with her mace, just going at it. <laughs> Polarizing like, this. You're so right. She's like, you know, I was like, I don't really need friends, but like, you She's like, but you know, you're welcome to come along. You know, it's always Gucci. You could be my um, Instagram boyfriend. You know, like, you want to say, right? So like, you got to hit these angles if you're going to be with me, though. Okay. And yeah, they just destroy a low-key entire planet. And afterwards, she's like, ooh, that was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love Hot Girl. Latinx excellence. Because I think that the voice actress for her was, was for her, was a Latinx woman. Um, mm. I lo- but I loved her. That was, the, that was probably the only time I was like, listen, I believe in Black love, but I really would like John to end up with this white woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I really shipped this real hard, so I'm gonna need y'all to get us together. So I can I mean, there was something about Hot Girl. And I mean, I think it's something that comic book fans or just nerds in general, you sort of have to contend with their characters that just have a likeness <laughs> or a um, just a closeness to being Black. So, I mean, obviously, like, I feel like the biggest example I can think of right now is Garnet from Steven Universe. Garnet mm-hmm. is Black, and I won't hear <laughs> anything else about it. But yes. I feel like I've always read Hot Girl as, like, I'm like, she low-key a light-skinned Black woman. <laughs> I mean, she really she really be acted that way. Like, she she's not a regular, regular white. You know what I she's mean? Not. Like, she got, she extra. Because I, and I also feel like, you know, John Jones, Marshall Manhunter, you know, if you're a green alien, you're black. That's just the laws. That's not, I didn't make that up. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> True. Like, that's just the way it is. And like, the actress who like, voices him is like a West Indian American. So I'm like, yeah, th- th- this is. Oh my God. Is. I mean, and DC has always been really good with their voice talent. I'm yes. I'm forgetting the name of um, the woman who spearheads it, but I think she just stepped down like a year or two ago. Um, oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she like, she moderated like every Comic-Con panel there was when it came to um, any of the DC animated movies. But just her like take on... Um, on the actors that she like dropped into roles and stuff. And I'm like, it's baffling to me that this old white woman is like, oh yeah, you know, you could use a black voice actor for like somebody that's not black and it's okay. <laughs> it, gives, <laughs> it gives crisp results. <laughs> you know, it's been, it, Phil Lamar has been doing it for a very long time. 
Okay. And it's, oh, wow. and it's, good. And it's good. Um, yeah, the actress who plays Shaira, she's like, she's a uh, Cuban, but she's like white Cuban, but it's like the accent, like ha- her just having like a, having a voice actress that you can tell is not just a, you know, a typical white, you know, American actor, like having that kind of voice cue. It just it just feels good to hear because it feels good to hear difference, you know. Yes, it feels good to absolutely. hear different accents, and then you also have you know Gina Torres did Vincent, oh. so you have also Afro Latinx representation right there yes. playing like because you know her voice is butter, baby. She could do it. Whatever. Really is. I feel like it's her and um, Lorraine Toussaint, like their oh, voices. Oh, Lorraine Toussaint. Is Shadow just, Weaver. Shadow Weaver. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> If this wasn't a throwback podcast, trust and believe She-Ra <laughs> would be on the docket. Um, but I'm going to send you a clip of old school Mermista that if you haven't seen it yet, girl. Don't <laughs> be for another time when we do like a discussion because I need to bring you and Shade on to talk about She-Ra because when I tell you that Noel Stevenson really had really gave me a lot and I need an art book to sweep, I, I, I need them to yes. provide. Because Shadow Weaver, she everything about her was aggressive, black auntie, and I'm just like, you need right. Everything about her, everything about how she was acting when when Kat turned the door, we're finally talking. She was like, mm, so I see, so I see you, uh, you talking to this chick again. I was like, auntie, yeah. you need to get your shit out of my face right I now. I mean, she is definitely that auntie that's like, oh, so I see you brought your little friend home, <laughs> your little friend, your little friend. <laughs> Be like, oh, you know, aren't you excited I made the honor roll? But yeah, you had a 3.2 GPA. So let's talk about it. Right. But what are the three points was that? They ready to mm-hmm. they ready to make you feel like a middle child for no reason. It's yeah. like, yeah. yes. Ain't that the firstborn? It's like, mm, but, she, but what about that that girl with the braids across the street? She she greases mm-hmm. her parts better than you. It's like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, that just <laughs> sent me to fucking Mars. <laughs> okay, all right. So our I'm next, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, no, I fucking love it. All right, P. Mm-hmm. We're at the most vital chapter of the podcast. Let's go. All right, so your MVPs, and they are going to be for mm-hmm. Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. Um, Superman the Animated Series mm-hmm. and then Justice League and Justice League Unlimited can kind of be molded into you know one nice big goop of Play-Doh um, so those are going to be like the people you felt that was holding it down for each okay. series and then I will sort of fire off with you with my thoughts and All right. yeah alright so for Batman the Animated Series uh, Dr. Mr. Freeze yes icon. Uh, for Superman the Animated Series, it would be light skinned Lex Luthor. Oh. Uh, <laughs> light dark skinned Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that was a moment. And you know what? <laughs> <laughs> and with Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, you know what? I'm actually going to be weird and say Dwayne, the late Dwayne McDuffie. Because he really? was a writer for a lot of the Justice League Justice Unlimited series. Mm-hmm. And he is just such an important part of Black comic legacy, of Black yes. comic history, period. But he really was a, a trendsetter, a, 
uh, a taste maker. Absolutely. Uh, do you want part? Do you want to let the listeners know a little bit about his legacy? Because I think that's very interesting. Bring him up. Yeah. All right. So Dwayne McDuffie, the late Dwayne McDuffie, because he died back in February of 2011. Mm-hmm. He was a writer of comic books and television, and he wrote for the animated series Static Shock, which yes. is kind of part of this universe. Yep. Uh, Justice League Unlimited, Ben 10, and he also co-founded Milestone Media, which really focused on underrepresented minorities in American comics. He's a multiple Eisner nominee. Mm -hmm. Um, And he really worked to try and uh, build up the legacy of what Black superhero um, comics could look like. You know, he's possible static. He also helped... uh, create uplift other communities because you know he helped uh create the blood syndicate um which was through his company milestone mm-hmm. um, so he he was very much in building up black identity but just identity of all marginalized people in comic book art yeah. and he passed away back in 2011 um and uh He's just, uh, I think it was from the complications of surgery, but he has been eternally missed. He is, uh, he was a great, great uh, force in comics. And yeah. um, I just felt like we, I wanted to make sure that we brought him up during this show in case anyone who didn't know about him now, you know. Yes, now you know. Oh my God. So thank you so much for mentioning him, Princess, because I feel like, um, I feel like a lot of us were introduced to Dwayne's work um, I know me specifically through Static Shock. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, finding out he's a multi-Eisner award winner. Um, so for the kids at home that don't know, the Eisners are the Oscars of the comic book world. Basically. Basically. Um, and there's not too many creators of color that have Eisners. Um, so, yeah, he will be missed. Oh, my goodness. A yeah. brief memorial. I know. And like Static Shock, if y'all don't know, y'all have to get on that because it's on your, it's on that DC Unlimited, which I have and all that stuff. I just, at this point, if if they're listening to this podcast and don't know who the fuck Static Shock is, we gonna have some issues. We fighting in the comments. Listen, now, let me say something. The two things that make you black in in media, you a green alien and you've got electricity powers. Because... Shot to your system. And we ain't shooting lightning. We green, bitch. It it, it truly is the thing. We always got some botched elemental powers. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) And and aliens. Pew. (laughs) A little little thunderstruck for you. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh Um, my God. Yes, it is like the trope of every. Of every black character, like even even our Judy Storm falls into that. Oh my god! You know, yeah. Ratio. They love to they love to have her shoot lightning on the fucking. Come on, budget lightning. <laughs> Yo, you look at Storm. You like this could be me. She okay. Looking at, she looking at Thor like this could be me right now. Like, listen, games. get you two sparklers and a nice um, Instagram filter, and you lit. Like. <laughs> At least according to the X Men movies, but we're not gonna drag them hoes today. Like when when hell like when hell is like, what were you the god of against Storm? Is like, it's me, it's me, it's me. I'm the god of lightning. I'm the god. It's me. Like y'all can never y'all can never just let me win. (laughs) 
I, ooh, okay. Oh, man. A sidebar <laughs> before I give my MVPs. You were talking about how these bitches are uncultured and they didn't know Birds of Prey because <laughs> of the anime series. But I feel like we also got to mention just very, very fucking briefly the late 90s, early 2000s Birds of Prey on the CW. Listen, I had that shit on Blu ray DVD. So I know how you acting like I, first of all, Bitch. I own that. Okay. I own it. And listen, here's, here's my hot take. Yes, give it to me, please. Here's the thing. Is it good? No. Is it watchable? Absolutely. And I tell you what, too. Shamar Moore has never looked better, okay? Hello. He looked, he looked great. You know, Ashley Scott, she is giving you very vampy, weak teeth. But you know what? <laughs> it, needed, it just needed to stoop a little, steep a little bit longer. Because, like, honestly, when you think about... The finale... The finale was fire. The finale, also, y'all don't know this because they, they changed the version for it because of rights, but in the original, tattoo. the end, it was fucking tattooed. Tattoo. I watched that shit last. Listen, gay culture, y'all don't know how good you got it because back when we was young, we had to get our shit some tattoo. These fucking lying ass Russian chicks, don't, we don't know the truth to this day. What's, okay. What's, what's not? Okay, tattoo. but that was culture. When Har- when Harleen Quinzel revealed her full name Listen. and her red and black bustier. Listen, she looked good though. Maria did, did what she, Maria did what she had to do because she was real threatening because she was playing with Huntress's mind first. And I was like, that's that doctorin', okay? Uh-huh. That's Dr. Harleen Quinzel, okay? Okay, PhD. Okay. Sally <laughs> made K for her ass. Girl, also, the, their Barbara Gordon was fire. I really loved right? her. Right? So, and she like, was in a wheelchair for like half the season, right? Yeah, for most of the series, they, they kept her in the chair. That's the one thing I'm like, they always like fuck that up where they don't want to commit to it. But I felt yeah. like when they did, it was really good. And mm-hmm. even like Rachel Scarsden, or I think that's her name, she wasn't great in that role because it right, wasn't she really was like a made up character, right? Yeah, it was she was like a fake Dinah. You know, kind of like how right. they did mm-hmm. But I felt like they were still trying to do something with her. And they had, there were some good episodes of that show for what it was. They just didn't have no fucking budget. Um, they, I mean, I feel like that show came within the era of like a lot of very interesting offbeat superhero shows. Like so like Mutinex. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Mutinex, which Marvel eventually bought the rights to because it was basically a... Uh, Weak ass X Men, but low key got the Xavier Magneto dynamics better than the movies. <laughs> okay, like which which ain't hard to do, but <laughs> I mean, listen, I literally the other day I was watching. You know that thing that's going on on YouTube with the one excellent scene where like every all these creators are picking like one scene from the X Men franchise and exploring why it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been great to watch because let me tell you something. It's very hard for me to walk out of those movies and just be like, can we just give Magneto the bag? Can we just give Magneto the bag? Because I don't know what we need to be with these mutants with Charles Xavier and all his bullshit right now. Besides I, Patrick Stewart, I'm like, okay, but like... We gonna, we gonna talk after this recording because <laughs> this new XT... Ugh. The X-Men are in such a good place right now. Finally, finally. After fucking 10,000 years. <laughs> It's been, 84, it's been 84 years. It's been 84 years, girl. Fucking tired. Okay, so back back to basics. All right, my MVPs for Batman, the animated series, is definitely Catwoman. Um, the looks, iconic. Like, I feel like that's what... I mean, a lot of you hoes out here, um, you know, talk about how um, different male characters 
you know, stirred your queerness up in a pot. But that was it for me. I was like, oh, I like cuntiness. <laughs> yes. I'm like, okay, great. I love, I live for drama. I live for messy bitches. And that's Catwoman. Um, for Superman, the animated series, Lois Lane that's was, the one. she was the one. I, I feel like, I feel like people really don't get, and Princess has Twitter rants about this all the time, y'all. <laughs> But I feel like a lot of people really don't grasp how much Lois Lane was doing in that show. Like Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, yo. Okay. But she can't and she can't spell neither. A relatable queen. Okay. Uh-huh. She, she has to double check her work like everybody else. Spell check on okay. 10. Grammarly okay. on 12. <laughs> oh, girl. She likes syntax. What is that? (laughs) You ain't got no autocorrect on this device. I don't want it. Listen, Perry, can we get this shit together? Okay, I got shit to do. Okay, Okay. I got to break this story and go get dinner at 12. So let's figure this out. Girl, you know I got this Krypton piece due at three. Stop playing with me. Right. And she never let man get in the way of bag or bag get in the way of man. And that was it. Like, you always knew that she, like, when Lois Lane was on screen, she was like, okay, y'all got 10 minutes on the clock and Miss Mama's gotta go. Right. There was one movie where she was where she was getting Batman and Superman to fight over her. Ugh. You love to see it. Love to see it. Drain both of these niggas' pockets, please. Right. We here for it. Um, okay, and then Justice League, I mean, I feel like you already know, you know. It's gonna be Diana of motherfucking Themyscira. Yes. <laughs> Um, Wonder Woman's just bodying bitches left and right. And I know a lot of, um, especially from Wonder Woman's origins, you know, she's supposed to be a huge envoy of peace, but I I love warrior Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, that is the cis male in me. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm, you know, I'm trash and I acknowledge that. (laughs) But Wonder Woman to me is at her best when she just, slice of heads and calling it a day. She's like, that's another Tuesday. I'm going to go ahead and give me this Amazonian um, face mask. Look <laughs> at the Themyscarian mud on my face right now. Okay, let me go, let me go soak in the Dead Sea, you know. Might call up Athena, um, have some girls over. Right. <laughs> it's Gucci. Right. Okay, so MVPs are done. And I feel like my final question to all my hosts co-host has been how do you see our girls in the year of 2020 oh you know what let me not specifically say 2020 because we can reset this bitch um (laughs) but but, i mean how is superman and batman and wonder woman the big the big trio how are they connecting with the modern world today how are they how are they getting their news you know how are they on the social apps tell me everything Okay, so here's the thing. Right now, Superman is having the hardest time because he's a journalist. So he has to go to the White House, right, and have this man talk about how fake media is out here doing stuff. And he's sitting here like, this is really talking about me. And, like, so he's out here trying to speak truth to Daily Planet. Daily Planet is going to deal with corruption, you know. I see Superman, (laughs) he wants to... Superman trying to cover the election fair, talking about like, yo, we gotta tell them that Trump is a liar and a fraud. They're like, they don't sell papers, Kent. They don't that doesn't sell papers. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, and he just sitting here like, this motherfucker got to get elected right now. <laughs> and he yep. just like, he calling Bruce like, Bruce, do you see this shit? Bruce is like, listen, I did what I had to do. Okay, you look at my donation funds. I've been giving it to this bitch Hillary for seven times, fucking years. Like, 
like, I don't even like her like that. But there's pictures of me out with this bitch, so I got to be careful, you know? Like, <laughs> and meanwhile, Deanna is just like, listen, they won't let me back in the country because technically I'll have no papers. So I got, I'm in Damascara right now. I'm a, I'm a free agent. So okay. Wonder Woman is out here trying to help other people. She's like, America's got to do what it's got to do on its own. <laughs> She's like, I'm about to help others. Absolutely. So, so, but she does have an amazing travel Instagram. Like, you know, people be like, how do you get to Damascara? And she'd be like, you can't. Uh, <laughs> I just like, wonder what would happen when you punch on the geotag location for Themyscira would your phone just shut off it would just scramble it'd be like, <laughs> it's just like it just starts going do 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 it's like we can't do it girl you're just gonna get the white screen of death on the iPhones like girl we don't know where he is but for some <laughs> reason they do have an auto tag on there and like I right. feel like because they, they just that arrogant enough they were like listen y'all need to know that we out there and you can't tag Yes. Basically, basically, like every time Diana or fucking Donna or Stephanie is out there and shit, like Barbara will t- go on a trip and they'd be like, how the fuck did this bitch get to them scared? She's like, listen, don't ask questions that you don't want the answer to right now. Cause I okay. can't tell y'all. Do you okay? know they got Amazonian airways? Stop playing. <laughs> exactly. Maybe if you had a friend group, <laughs> so you, would, you would know. And then all of a sudden, like the government, like Donald Trump is like, we need Cause you know Donald Trump would fucking want to start Cadmus, and Amanda Waller is like, not right. listen. <laughs> oh my listen. god, how did we not talk about Amanda Waller? The like, Wall, <laughs> baby. Now nah, I feel okay. I was watching Justice League Unlimited earlier, and I was like, nah, y'all Loki did her wrong with how y'all used to animate this bitch. Cause she just looked like a brick. Listen, I love, I love her fucking like square cheese body because you know what. <laughs> I love her because, you know what, listen, she's stout. She's here to fucking beat bitches. She don't care because she, here's the thing, like, she may have that stout form, but she make Batman want to wet himself. Didn't she, like, didn't she pop up in his bathroom and scare the shit out of him? No, she he popped up in her bathroom. Oh, right, was, it was vice and versa. Then, and then she was like, what this nigga doing here? She like, Bruce, could you get out of my face? And he like... <laughs> <coughs> but girl. He's like, he's, she's like, rich boy. And he's like... <coughs> <laughs> but the bureaucracy. <laughs> He's like, oh my god, and she found my tax returns. And I'm just like, okay. I love her. I love. Actually, one of my biggest complaints about Amanda Waller is that they make her too skinny. I'm like, Amanda Waller is a big bitch, and she needs yeah. to be. She needs to be presented as one. She is a she, like. I just felt like they could have done so much with Viola with Amanda. Right. Waller. Like. Right. Uh, but don't forget, they fucking made Angela Bassett Amanda Waller, which the okay, in and, Green Lantern in Green. I was like, yo. The oh. way Amanda had to work to be what she became in Black Panther, when we just wanted her to be Storm in the first place. But okay. but the thing, the, the the roads we have had to travel to get the representation that we deserve, the Black Panther, and it's like Girl. you know, and it and it's and it's really, but that just tells you the great thing about the show is because the show also introduced me to so many black comic book characters I would mm. not have known about otherwise. Because you have mm. Vixen, you have, you know, you have John Stewart, Green Lantern, you have Amanda Waller, you have through Teen Titans, Bumblebee, you have yes. Cyborg, you know, through, um, fuck, what's that other show? Young Justice, you have Aqualad, mm-hmm. you know. Th- this show, this series has been just so good at finding ways to bring in you know, audiences of color to be like, there's a superhero for you. That's and that's Absolutely. so true. I feel like a lot of the DC purists that I know are 
predominantly Black or of color. Um, And especially when you think about shows like Young Justice, which um, I feel like I did not want to group Young Justice into this because it could legit be two podcast episodes on its own. Um, (laughs) It's just so fucking iconic. I mean, all of these shows are. Um, But thinking about like characters like the Blue Beetle and like him trying to save his friends on the reservation Mm -hmm. um, and Young Justice. Um, obviously static shock is just static shock. Like, um, and it's funny because I feel like childhood Aaron, like I'd sometimes had a deep resentment for, you know, like the hip hop bro in a lot of cartoons and stuff like that, because I was not that kid. Mm -hmm. Um, like I was never, um, crap. What's the, what's the skinny, um, kid's name from recess that played basketball oh vince vince right like i was never like the vince archetype or like the black ranger like i was always the nerd um but one of my favorite um one of my favorite pop culture journalists name is ira madison um i feel like you know ira yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for the people but ira talks about um eons ago about how like Coolness is always like juxtaposed to sort of any sort of geek or nerdiness because the two are like inherently coded as white and black. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't realize I had to go to sort of a little metamorphosis as a teenager and as a young adult and like realize that part of it was sort of like also like rejecting sort of the blackness of those characters. Um, but that came with like me not feeling like I was black enough for my community. And that mm-hmm. was why. But now, <laughs> <laughs> now, like, we know. <laughs> now we know. Um, and Static Shock is just like a revelation to me. Black lightning. Mm-hmm. Because the thing that the thing that I find has all because I've been on that journey too, because I'm such like a sensitive black girl, and you know, we're not allowed to be sensitive. Yep, um, of course not. And you know. It's but like my favorite character, Sailor Moon, a, 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 a like an eternal crybaby, mm-hmm. and I love her and I love Xena. But you know, but going back to comics, that's what we were talking about. Is like I just had no idea that there were so many black comic yeah. characters for such a long time because you only see Storm, you yeah. only see maybe Cyborg sometimes. So mm-hmm. when I saw just this league and I saw Vix, and I'm like a short haired dark yes. black woman okay who's a model okay in these streets and she can and she has a sexy ass outfit mm-hmm. you know you know cyborg a character with disabilities who is also you know really powerful you have john stewart who i feel is like most people's green lantern like mm-hmm. al jordan yeah. who he's a fascist anti-way um <laughs> you know <laughs> we don't know him um okay you know, with Static and, like, Bumblebee, who has, like, this great legacy that I didn't really know that much about until much later. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you, you like, Nubia, who is, like, Wonder Nubia. Woman's sister, from, like, who, um, LL, uh, I think her name is LL Kennedy. She's, like, doing a graphic novel about Nubia. Yes, Nubia, you know? a real one, yeah. Yes, which I can't wait for. And, mm-hmm. like, even with Marvel, with, um, with the first Captain Marvel being, um, Monica, you know, it's and like, even the first Captain America being black too. Yeah, with Isaiah Bradley, and mm-hmm. you know, we're just not taught that about our history within nerddom. So yeah. we're we're made to feel isolated, as if we don't have a natural fitting, but we do because the reality is is that we contain multitudes, and like nothing about 
the the great danger of nerd culture is that it associates itself too much with whiteness because half the shit that these people like ain't even created by what they would call a regular white person Mm because half of them are made by jewish immigrants who like half these people are racist towards fucking anyways and then they suddenly want to co-op manga and anime is that that shit is not made by japanese and asian people it's like okay so like what are you contributing to the population here okay like please speak on it tell me okay because as far as i'm seeing (laughs) it ain't about y'all it, it's fascinating because I, I had this conversation with like a white like um, nerd friend online and he was like, you know, I really don't get, you know, the Superman metaphor of Moses. And I was like, you don't? Really? I'm like, it, it's pretty fucking plain as day. Right. Like a sole survivor of a race or nation sent to a strange land to... In a basket rocket ship. You exactly. Know. <laughs> a basket rocket ship, but sent there to not only thrive, but to connect the two worlds. Right. Like, huh? Okay. Right. Sure, Jan. Yeah. And it's because it's because people have really removed the Jewishness from a lot of comics mm-hmm. because they want them to just be generic white people in a way that totally, which they had to be on some level to be like promoted in comics. Right. But like, the creators were still purposefully creating characters that were punching out Nazis and punching out Klansmen. Mm-hmm. I'm like, even y'all faves Batman. <laughs> even, like, even even Batman. Like, yes. you know, contrary to what, you know, Frank Miller has done with that product, Frank, you know, Batman is not a fascist, you know? Yeah. He's, he's actually a pretty okay guy for a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he would punch Jeff Bezos, I feel. So, like, oh, it's fine. I just think that, like, that's part of the thing that we were talking about earlier was sort of, like, people taking the surface level of a lot of these comic books, a lot of these characters, and synthesizing them to be what they want them to be, to be a reflection of just their reality. And I never consider the the complex lenses that have built these characters or or the broadness of what these characters can reach for. Because I relate more to a Superman than to a Batman, you know? I relate mm-hmm. more to Superman than Wonder Woman, to be quite honest. And, like... Yeah. You know, and that's fine. We're supposed to be able to relate to that. But the way I can do that, y'all can relate to a cyborg. Y'all can relate to a Black Lightning. Y'all can relate to a Luke Cage. And especially when you're starting to see the the stories in which these characters are written through. Like, especially, like, what they've done with Cyborg on Doom Patrol, specifically, like, the first mm-hmm. season, mm-hmm. Um, is almost a masterclass in trauma. Mm-hmm. like and Or trauma telling, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like specifically, like, his character, especially because Cyborg is more privileged than sort of, you know, a lot of your average um, Black characters in comics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he comes from an affluent family who are figureheads within a scientific community. Um, you know, he's had, you know, every you know, every football scholarship, like, possibly imagine, like, like as a candidate, like, interested in him. Um, but to have all of his dreams, like, snatched away from, you know, said accident. But I don't know. It's it's fascinating to, to see the lack of, the lack of empathy and interaction that white fans will have with characters like these. Um, mm-hmm. Storm, I can get. Like, Storm is liter- was literally written to be a goddess and a queen. Um, and she's not meant to be accessible on that point. But you start to also look at characters that are, are 
that are kind of written or coded as black, but are not presented as such. And I feel like, you know, a ton of them, they're either these very humanoid characters or characters like, like in my head, Beast and Nightcrawler are both black. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Or at at least, um, you know, they're not white to me. Like I can even see Nightcrawler as like Asian or something like that. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Um, I would love for Nightcrawler to be cast as an Asian man. I think that'd be fantastic. Yeah, Asian or Romani would be so good for Nightcrawler. I I don't know if he's Romani in the comics because there's a lot of like that subtle Romaniism in a lot of mm-hmm. comics where like it's like a part of the like the the backstory, but they never do anything cultural with it. Yeah, <coughs> Scarlet Witch. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's so funny because when I think of Cyborg, I think of like in Teen Titans, the original cartoon. Mm-hmm. where like it's an episode about cyborg and this kid who has a prosthetic arm comes up to cyborg and he's like you're just like me and Aww. like how at the beginning cyborg feels like a reluctance towards that because he doesn't want to be defined by that aspect of himself right. but towards the end after having dealt with that on like a very deep level throughout the episode i don't want to spoil it he like he's like yeah i am just like you and that's mm-hmm. cool. And it's like, and I think that's the humanity of that character. But I think just like with any marginalized character, people will only look at the marginalization and go right past the humanity and think, well, that's telling me a story about that particular thing. So like, it has no applicability to me who is able-bodied, white, cis, whatever. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, it's like, we have all been constructed to be able to extrapolate, you know, similarities in white cis head able-bodied exactly. people even if we're not and it's like people just don't want to do that work and until we get people in the nerd community willing to do that work they'll always see themselves as you know an inclusive community that is under attack by people that just don't get it or like uh, who don't see like but we already are inclusive you got um Miles Morales, you know, yeah. like, you guys did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, we want more, bitch. Like, <laughs> yes, we trying to get full. <laughs> right. Okay. We're not coming for morsels anymore. Sorry. Right. We're waiting for our Camilla Khan show. So like you can, <laughs> <laughs> you and, and America Chavez. So you can fucking wait. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Okay. Well, I feel like on that note, <laughs> Like that, uh, that was a that was a top tier note to end with. By the way, we, mm-hmm. I'm so happy. This was so much fun. Like it I knew it would fun. be because it's us, but like, man. But still, it's it's so good. Like hashing this this out. Um, and I feel like we all we always we already have like inherently have these thoughts. Um, and we exchange these thoughts sometimes online. But it's so nice to like speak about them openly in a safe space, which is how we first met. Yes. So it all comes back full circle. <laughs> um, but Princess, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you this for having me. This was a blast. Can you tell the fine folks at home um, where we can find you on the digital spaces? Well, I'm mostly active on Twitter, so you can find me at at Weeks Princess, W-E-E-K-E-S, Princess spelled normally, no underscore. And then on Instagram, I'm Princess Weeks as well. So very easy to find on the digital sphere. And then my YouTube channel is connected to those internet, so you can find one through any of the others. 
Uh, yay, that's it. Please feel free to give her a follow, a like, and subscribe to all her stuff. Um, and with further ado, we bid yourself. I'm like, is there a, a former, like a formal goodbye from Justice League Batman? I'm like, um, oh, hmm. Uh, no, we don't have a rollout like we do with everything else. But you know right. what? It's okay. We we good. That's okay. It. <laughs> it's, that's it. Just gang gang. Do <laughs> <laughs>